0: You'd be on time. We'd have done this 30 minutes ago. <laughs> Good morning, guys. Welcome to this round table. Glad you're here. It is a personal problem. It is, guys. Uh, we're gathering this morning, uh, and Bill is I don't know headed to Tennessee for a ball game. Asleep. Had a long week. Had a long week. Yeah, Phil said he's uh he, he's traveling this week, headed to Tennessee for a football game. I saw somebody the other day and said they were going to Tennessee for a football game. And I said, Really? Who's playing? And it looked like I was crazy. So, uh, Jackson State and Memphis. Don't think that's who Phil's going to see, but he's going to Tennessee for a football game anyway, opening weekend football season. Guys, we're uh we're welcoming back our brothers from Alaska. Several of them are here. Uh, Rome is going to be leading us this morning. I'm uh, covering some things that they did last week, I assume, as uh, a update and follow up. Or are you preaching on something different? Yeah. Yes, okay. We're all filling in this morning like me. We're kind of, kind of short <laughs> notice Who this. knows? <laughs> Guys, I, I'm, I'm thrilled. I am thrilled to report to you, uh, and I appreciate the prayers two weeks ago for, uh, first cataract surgery. I went back after our meeting last week on Friday and I have 2020 vision. My left eye. First time I've had that in a long time. Yeah. Really, really glad for that, I'm having the right eye done this morning. Um, I'm looking forward to about four to six weeks of recovery after that, get through the halos and everything else. But it's a, uh, it's a good thing. Thank you for the prayer. I appreciate that. Is this work
1: better or worse now? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> give me another, give me another couple of weeks, and I'll tell you for sure. Guys, let me open for the prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for the opportunity to gather here. Lord, I thank you for my brothers, for their safe travels and safe return. Lord, thank you for Phil, for Jeff and Jeff and Chris, and for Rome this morning as he comes to share with us.
2: Lord, may we be reminded that we live in a fallen world. When we look
0: around for what we think we might find, the model, the true model, is in your word. It's you, Lord, Now we set our eyes upon you, open our hearts to hear you, open our eyes to see you. In your name we pray. Amen. Oh, I know you need this mic more when you know you
1: need this mic. Oh, the rest of my work. Probably <laughs> so. Uh, well we are glad to be back. Uh, there is a three hour time difference and flying back from Alaska uh, you get to ride on the the, the, the red eye and so uh, I, I'm, I'm just glad to be here this way, um, Guys we uh and plus you know getting back here in Mississippi, uh, driving home from the airport, I think my uh, temperature gauge said it was 98 degrees. And when you've been out walking around on a glacier um, and you know sitting around a fire with uh, jackets on, 98 degrees is hot. I think it's hot anyway. So, uh, man, uh, what what a what a great trip. You know, these trips that we go on, um, uh, we talk a lot about uh, connection, community, uh, and life together. Uh, The uh, book that we worked with, uh, we worked with The Road Back to You, which is a book about the Enneagram. Uh, I hope everyone is familiar with that. Um, And the whole purpose of working with that was basically getting to know yourself better, more awareness about uh, who you are. Going deeper uh, throughout church history, from St. Augustine to John Calvin to Martin Luther, it talks about the journey to God is an inward journey. Uh, And the Enneagram is a great tool uh, to, to work with that. Uh, to really understand your brokenness uh, is not some like personality assessment of like, well, this is the way I am, uh, but most of our personalities, the roles that we learn and play were formed by circumstances and experiences in our lives. And the Enneagram uh, kind of reveals that and, and helps you understand uh, your brokenness better. Uh, one of the things we say about community, uh, living life together, is that it is messy. Um, you know, when you go on a trip with your wife uh, for a week, right, there's always moments in the, during that trip where it's like, eh, because there's stress, there's tiredness, there's busyness, or whatever it is. Well, we've all got moments, right? Well here's the great thing, when you go on a men's trip with twenty eight men, it's worse, right? <laughs> because like I don't have to go home with any of them and I can say whatever I need to say when a guy's being a, a well, when he's when he's there without his wife, you know, twenty eight men uh running around on some trip without their wives is, is just kind of comical because they don't know what to do, where to go, Uh, they forgot to pack their underwear, whatever, and and it's just like we are men. And, you know, we talk about life together in community, but it's just like life together with anybody else. The difference is we actually really get to know one another. And, you know, the difference between kind of what I would call our men's community in church is, that at church, when you get sideways with somebody, you know, you just leave and you go start your own denomination. Well, life together is not meant to be that way. It's meant to, like, work through the conflict. Uh, When you blow it, you go back and you own it. You reconcile the relationship you actually love somebody that's hard to love. It's actually called intimacy. It's knowing and being known. And that's part of what we learn when we do life together in deeper ways than just some surface relationships. We're really learning how to love another human being. And that's kind of the essence of what all of this is about. It really is the practice of intimacy. James chapter 4 tells us, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your misplaced desires that wage war inside of you? You desire, but you don't have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want. So you quarrel and you fight. (laughs) You don't have because you don't ask God to redeem your desire. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives. Knowing our story and telling our whole story integrates all parts of who we are. The good and the bad, the painful and shameful, the desperate and the hopeful. For many of us, there are parts of our story that we wish did not exist. Many times we judge ourselves harshly, and we shame ourselves because of our own experiences. When we begin to integrate our story, we recognize that it is all the parts of our story that shape and form us. And when we look back at our story and lives through the lens of grace, we become a gentle observer. This allows us to live in truth. Life is a mix of comings and goings, leaving and loss, and ultimately letting go in order to gain all that God has in store for us. It is a stripping away of seeking approval and managing your life To the rediscovery of who God created you to begin with. Recovery is recovering the life that God intended you to live. Not managing life, but living life. Becoming fully human and fully alive. This is the glory of God. And it is our greatest gift to Him. Men connected to their hearts. Fully alive, living life with one another. That's the way it's supposed to work. So this morning, what we're going to do, we're going to hear from a couple of other guys, um, and then we're going to show our video. Uh, Actually, I think, how long is that video? It's not like 30 minutes or something. It's minutes and 28 seconds. Okay. You never know about film. You know, yeah. We did one after one of the trips. We did about a 45 minute video. Uh, we didn't show it here. Y'all, would've, everybody would have left. Uh, we showed it at one of our men's night outs. And, um, Man, even though I was there, it was like, it was like watching somebody's home movies, you know, like, holy cow, when's this going to end? We had slow-mo video of guys jumping off the cliff, every one of the guys, standing there, looking, jumping, whoa, okay, it's not that. it's about nine minutes. So I think what we'll do, Jeff, is let's let's show the video, and then we're going to hear from Blair Johnson. And we're going to hear from Scott Simpson. Is that good with you guys? All right.
3: There are times I fear I lose myself I don't know who I am I get caught up in the struggle and the strain With my back against a stone wall My finger in the damp Losing strength and going down again and I take a look around me my eyes can't find the sun there's nothing wide What it means to me I'd give my life And throw
4: All our sins and griefs to bear. Hey
1: Yeah, just, just, drink from the book. Thank you. Uh, just, this is my fifth time to go on the Men's Coaching Adventure, and uh, I can just say it's one of the great privileges I've had to be able to spend a week with 30 guys are there on the trip. Getting to know them at a deeper level than than we can otherwise and just the experiences together is just something that, man, I look back and I just, I I cherish it and I really appreciate it and appreciate those guys. But now, one thing I want to share with y'all this morning is three takeaways that that I had, particularly from, from this year's trip versus some of the others and they are similar but they're a little bit different Uh, first of all as you see in the in the video we do some big boy things on these trips Uh, we fish we do airplane landings on glaciers we do some pretty strenuous hikes uh you know a lot of fun things and we seem to act like 13 year old boys most of the time while we're doing it Uh, that uh, you know, I think if people back home saw you know how we acted through the course of all this. It would you would probably get on your kids uh, if if they were behaving like we were in, in some cases. But uh, I say that with the with this, then that, that what I experience with it with everybody is just this pure unbridled joy. And, and it's it's just that, you know, you can say happiness, but to me happiness is more in your head. Uh, joy comes from deep, deep within, and, and that's what I feel. And there, there are guys on the trip that are in really good places and there are guys on the trip that are in some deep, deep bad places. And I think, I bet you if you ask them to a man, I would hope they would all say that he, in spite of what their current situation was, that, that they would all experience the, the joy and and I, I believe that and, uh, uh, So uh, Another thing I want to touch on is story part and Roan already has uh, This is the book we did uh, the road back to you uh, By Ian Morgan Crone and Suzanne Stabile and then when, when we got there to the airport on Wednesday, Phil has his workbook. Of course, I'm sitting there going, oh my gosh, you know, we're going to be in this psycho babble BS stuff all week with this, this Enneagram. And, uh, you know, the, the stunning thing may whenever this stuff that Ron and these therapists use, you know, to, to a guy like me, it's, it just seems so. Crazy, but it, it works. I don't know how. Who thinks this stuff up? I mean, who develops <laughs> it, it? It amazes me. But uh, we told it. We, you know, we shared our story, which we normally do, and everybody that's been to Deer Camp kind of knows how that goes. But this time we did it a little bit differently. Uh, we we shared it, as Ron said, in the context of the Indian ground and what our type was. And man, that is so eye-opening. All these tests and stuff I've ever done, I've done them uh, in in the context of, I'm trying to identify my strengths so I can leverage my strengths to get ahead in in business or or whatever else I I happen to be doing at the time. But here we were encouraged to use it to to explore our, our number in the context of our weaknesses. Which, you know, part of that, the, the whole deal is a journey toward wholeness. And which, you know, in my mind would be, you know, a combination of all types on the ground, uh, Which, you know, we're never going to get there in this world. But, you know, it gives us something at least to, to see and, and have a vision and, and have more of an understanding maybe of what Christ was really like. I mean, in my mind, Jesus Christ would probably be the perfect combination of all nine personality types on the internet. Uh I would love to see the machine try to score. He probably would have blown up the machine with, with whatever it would have calculated and all that. But, you know, I also say that I'm going to put in a shameless plug here as Phil always does for, for deer count. The, the, the only requirement to go on men's coaching adventure that I'm aware of is that you've gone to deer camp. So, uh, for, for me, what got me to deer camp back in 2012 was, uh, if everybody's seen Officer and Gentleman, uh, you know where the part where Zach Mayo has gotten caught with the belt buckles and whatnot above the ceiling and, and he gets Liberty for the weekend denied. And the drill sergeant's whole goal of the weekend is to get Zach Mayo to drop out of his pilot's field. And he just gives it to him all weekend. And I think midday on Saturday or so, he's down on the ground, his face on the ground, and that drill sergeant is up in his face and he said, Mayo, I just want you to quit. Quit, Mayo, why don't you quit? You're stupid, Mayo. I would have quit a long time ago. If I it breaks, and, and he starts just weeping, and he says, Cause I got no other... I got no other place to go. And unfortunately, unfortunately, but unfortunately, that's when I came to Deer Camp uh, for the first time. I had no other place to go. And man, it, it started me on a journey that has been just one of um, fantastic. So, you know, my, my message to everybody this morning would be if you're to that point that you have no place else to go, please go sign up for Deer Camp today. And, and if you're not there, uh, go sign up tomorrow. Because I can tell you the only regret I have about Deer Camp is I did it when I was 51 and not when I was 41. Uh, so that's my shameless plug for Deer Camp. Uh, and the final thing I want to leave you this and, with, and you saw it in, in the uh, video, but on Sunday we did communion. Uh, you saw the guys we're hugging, we had a little table out there with wine and uh, uh, bread on it and my experience with communion always in a formal church service setting is always you know it's at the end of the service you know you've been sitting there an hour you're kind of tired you're worried about whether you're gonna beat the Presbyterians over to nukes for lunch you know and and stuff like that so it, it, it It's good, but it's kind of sterilized in the right word. I don't quite know, but it just doesn't have this deep uh, experience. But the way we did it up at at, uh, uh, Alaska was uh, we went around the room, and, and the guy sitting to your left served you, spoke a blessing over you, and then you served, guy. and the next guy came up, and you served the guy sitting to your left. So we worked around the circle like that. And you know, when they first said that's what we're going to do, my mind went to, "Oh my gosh, what am I going to say? You know, how can I give, You know, what am I going to say to the guy I'm serving?" And as it went on, uh, you know, you couldn't see what people were saying. You could see their lips moving. Uh, and, and then, at the end, you, you could read lips, you, you could see the guy doing it and look at the guy serving sermons out like And, they would and uh, that's what, I mean, we went around 29 guys doing that, you know. Cal Horlings was, was the guy that served me. I don't see Cal's not here this morning. Man, the the blessing he spoke to me. And and Cal's a real eloquent guy. If you know him, uh, man, it was just like, you know, almost like Jesus standing in front of me speaking to me. We we talk about all this, and Jesus was skin on it. Uh, And man, that's what that one was. Uh, The the experience was just incredible. I actually served Joe. Joe, I, I I hope you feel the same. Uh, but, but that was just uh, incredible, awesome. Uh, and I hope, to, I hope I get to go again on, on, on the trip next year. I really do. But let me close with this. And with, the, with the Jesus was skin message. Uh, yeah, I get my life when you get to this age, you have to have experience. Um and, and this is not gonna be a new scripture, for y'all because Phil closes deer camp with this scripture and, and he always closes the manifest adventure, but I'm just gonna read it to you. Uh, it's 1 John uh, chapter 1, verse 1 through 4. From the very first day when we were there, taking it all in. We heard it with our own ears saw it with our own eyes, verified it with our own hands. The word of life appeared right before our eyes. We saw it happen. Now we're telling you in the most sober prose that we witnessed was, incredibly, this. The infinite life of God himself took shape before us. We saw it. We heard it. Now we're telling you so you can experience it along with us, this experience of communion with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. Our motive for writing is simply this. We want you to enjoy this too. Your joy will double our joy. You. I leave y'all with that. Thank you for letting me tell y'all. All right, thank you.
2: Blair offered right before this thing started, said, Do you want me to go first or would you rather go first? And I wish I would have gone first. (laughs) I don't want to follow that. Uh, And this is ironic because, like, I tested as a number three for for those of you who know the Enneagram, which is like a performer, which is. I don't feel like much of a, I feel like a fraud right now. But anyway, uh, I don't normally dress this way. Um, this is my Alaskan get up for the last day. And so um, hopefully I'll remember to touch on that at the end. I got a little show and tell. I wish I had somebody to help me grab this stuff. I'll get it eventually. Everybody having fun this morning? How are you doing on time, Ro? We're good. Okay, just, all right, I don't really know what to say, so I got stuff that I, I forget what to say. I can be able to Talk about that. So, um, wow, uh, reentry back into reality. It is so hard. Uh, I love you guys. Love you guys that experienced it with us, Ricky. Uh, I wish I were still there. <laughs> And if I get emotional, please forgive me. I do that sometimes. Um, you know, I, I just jotted down a couple words last night before I went to bed. I don't really have a, a good script here, but um, majestic cathedral, worship, joy, good and bad, growth and learning in relationships. Those are the themes for me. Uh, Jesus was skilled anyway i'm going to start uh phil talks about journaling um i do it sporadically hopefully um, i've been pledging myself for 12 years to to do it more Um, but boy when you got seven days in in god's cathedral you have time to journal so i'll start with my first day uh the isaiah 61. Um, they will rebuild the old ruins, raise a new city out of the wreckage. Um, That's our lives. That's a metaphor for our lives. And my first year camp was in April of 2009 and it took me until 2013 uh, to go on the first men's adventure. And I'm so glad I did. Um, That was, Montana Glacier National Park. And I thought that was amazing until I went to Alaska. Um, Anyway, um, the three questions in journaling Phil invites us to uh, wrestle with are where am I, what do I want, and what am am I afraid of? I'm not going to do all that. But where I was um, on that first day, uh, tough question to answer. And so I started thinking about my summer. My summer has been very interesting, difficult, awesome, scary, all those things. Um, In June, Jack Page and I did a motorcycle trip um, up to the Smoky Mountains. Broke up with my girlfriend right after. July, a memorial service for my parents. Um, Both of them died last year. Um, my kids went with me, a very complicated family of origin story that we won't get into. Um, but a, a lot of sweet closure and uh, all that. Um, and then I came back and I went to Iowa and rode my bicycle across Iowa for some damn reason. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> but, um, for those of you who are into cycling, I recommend it. It's pretty cool. It's called Rag Ride. Anyway. Um, then I. Uh, closed on uh, my new home, a uh, condominium that, um, so like this is all happening, boom, boom, boom. These are a lot of life changes going on, stressful, crazy, and all I could do is like, okay, I got to do the next thing, I got to do the next thing. This is not a normal summer for me. <laughs> and uh, all of it, I'm like, okay, I'll get to go to Alaska, you know, that that's the goal. And uh, and then right after I close, and then you know after you close, you gotta move, which is a little stressful. And I'm single, and so um, I chose to keep my friends and hire out the movie <laughs> because uh, <laughs> I know you, you you would have shown up late with Peter. That that was a Uh <laughs> I hear, and I recommend that, by the way. Uh, we'll hire it out. Um, so, and then I just wrote, um, Lord, help me breathe in your beauty, majesty, and clean air. Um, I'm without a significant other right now, struggling with shame and restlessness. Um, what do I want? Uh, dear Lord, I want more of you, more of you, more of you. I want to surrender more of me to you. What am I afraid of? I'm afraid of failure, not being enough, wasting time and energy and resources. So that's um, that part. Um, Who am I? So for for the longest time, uh, I defined myself, you know, who I was by what I did. And as a number three, you know, that's consistent, right? So, you know, I would define myself as, oh, I'm the sales manager at WJTV, or I'm a financial advisor now for the last 25 years. And, you know, it's taken me a long time to figure out I am not what I do for a living. I do have a calling and that's important. That's how I pay the bills, but it's not who I am. And I need you guys. Chuck, you. I don't want to say everybody's name, but I just saw Chuck just then. Um, I only get to know myself through the eyes of you guys, you know. And um, that's really, really hard for me because the way my brain operates and my survival system was, you know, can I win this tennis match? Can I win my age group in the 5K? can I qualify for Boston? You know, all these things. And then i think, okay, I'm okay if I can do that. But the problem with defining yourself and what you do is if you have a bad day and you fail, then there's this swing the other direction. So um, how am I doing on time? About have time for two minutes, thank you. <laughs> um, so sitting in the circle with these guys, um, is amazing and that's how I find out who I am and I, and I receive feedback. Um, I was really reluctant to wear this shirt, both in Alaska and today, but I'm doing it anyway. And I also had this bolo tie, <laughs> uh, never worn one, first time I wore it was that last day in Alaska. Story behind the shirt, my son bought it for me in Branson, Missouri when we went to the Memorial Service my parents story about the bolo tie is we were going through items um after the memorial service and my dad fashioned himself as a westerner and he had this bolo tie and my sister insisted that i take it so i wear it to kind of in his honor and also make peace we had a, a little bit of a relationship challenge um but i will finish um Runs like good.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, with a scripture that uh, Blair shared in the circle. I checked with him this morning. He wasn't going to use that. And it just spoke to me because, like, where do I go from here? I kind of wanted to stay up there. And I, theoretically, I could have. I don't have, you know, kids or anything. <laughs> I could have figured out a way. when with Zoom meeting, who knows? You know, I could operate from Alaska. Um, this is Romans 12 1 and 2. So Here's what I want you to do God helping you take your everyday Ordinary life your sleeping, eating, going to work And walking around life And place it before God As an offering Embracing what God does for you Is the best thing you can do for him I'm going to do a Fill and repeat uh, Embracing what God does for you Is the best thing you can do for him I need to hear that over and over I got a really cool knife, too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, this is um, just to close uh, with a couple of things. Um, to me, uh, these trips uh, in deer camp and all of these things that we do is the idea of men recovering the life, the truth, and the way of Jesus. The real Jesus, not the one painted over by religion and piety. It's life as he intended. This is intentional, masculine-driven integrity where raw wilderness invites raw transparency that calls to the wildness of our soul. I believe there are three things, um, three goals for us on the Christian journey. You might want to write these down. Um, and they're pretty simple. Um, number one is to become a great lover. And it's not this idea, this man be, man be, Jesus holding little lambs kind of love. No. Love is hard. Love is tough. Love confronts. Love is real. It's not soft. And then the next one is to become whole and holy. Blair and Scott both mentioned that. And those two things are not separable. You cannot be whole emotionally, spiritually, mature, without holiness And you cannot be holy without wholeness. And then the last one is simply to become our true selves in Christ. And that is the goal in all of this. We all talk about it. This idea of knowing yourself better. Figuring out what happened in your life that set you on a track that was not the track you were intended to live. So guys, these trips, uh, deer camp, men's coaching, uh, all of this is simply, I believe, about those three things. So, if you haven't been, sign up. There's two spots left for deer camp next week um, and then You'll get to be in the video next year. <laughs> Let me pray. Father God, thank you uh, for just who you are. Uh, Lord, uh, you're a God of mercy. And even as we wake up each day, uh, you breathe life into us. And you wake us up once again. And it's a reminder that your mercies are new every day. And Lord, uh, certainly uh, we are thankful that you are a God of grace. And Jesus, we acknowledge your presence here, uh, even now, with us. And uh, we are thankful that you are with us uh, every moment of each day. And uh, we are not alone. And certainly, um, when we have Jesus with skin on, um, it is real. And we love you. Amen.